are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and follow me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2. You could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. I'm still doing the giveaway right now. There's a little bit of complications going on with the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm trying to sort all of that out at this point in time, but I promise I will still be giving away a cool Blackhawks item to one lucky winner. Make sure to go and subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram. And make sure to smash that subscribe button for the YouTube channel as well if you haven't done so already. It won't cost you anything. It only takes a quick click of the button. And also that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. And to open things up this morning, more news came out this week regarding a massive contract extension in the NHL. And of course, I broke down former Blackhawk Brandon Hagel's eight-year extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning on Wednesday. Make sure to go and check out that episode if you haven't done so already. Smash the like button, comment down below as well to drive SEO in my favor. But on Wednesday, we heard that Austin Matthews, superstar for the Toronto Maple Leafs, has officially signed a four-year deal. He will not be hitting the free agent market in the summer of 2024. Matthews inks a four-year contract extension worth a whopping $53 million. And once that deal kicks in following the conclusion of this season, Matthews will then have a cap hit of 13 0.25 million, making him the highest paid player in the entire NHL, surpassing Nathan McKinnon, who's a little bit ahead of Connor McDavid at this point in time. New highest paid player in the NHL, Austin Matthews, obviously very deserving. Former 60 goal scorer a couple years ago, two time Rocket Richard trophy winner, and all the accolades that he's racked up since stepping onto the scene. I believe he has uh, 75 more goals than any other American since entering the NHL. So obviously very deserving of this contract extension. And kind of funny enough, earlier on in the summer, I did an episode dedicated to Austin Matthews potentially becoming a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. And some of you may remember they were actually uh, given the best odds if Matthews wound up hitting the open market. The Chicago Blackhawks, I think they were two to one favorites to be the next team that Austin Matthews will play for. Um, and it was kind of funny because if you actually listened to that episode, you would have heard me say, yeah, I don't see any way, shape or form that Austin Matthews was going to leave the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was just talking about a hypothetical conversation as I like to do in the off season. And the amount of comments that I got from Maple Leaf fans throwing hate my way for even suggesting that Austin Matthews was going to leave Toronto. It, it was pretty funny. And it just kind of goes to show you what a, a beast of a market that is up there north of the border in Toronto. Not very happy 
uh, Maple Leafs fans about that episode, but hey, it did drive the numbers up pretty well, so I'm not going to argue about that. But I said it then in that episode, and obviously, you know, we know this to be true now with the extension having being finished, but I just didn't see any way, shape, or form that the the Toronto Maple Leafs were uh, going to let Austin Matthews walk out of town. And there was just, out of all the issues that the Toronto Maple Leafs have had over the last four, five, six years, how could Austin Matthews be the one that they point the finger at and say, he's the problem, not, you know, John Tavares or, or Mitch Marner or, or William Nylander, the, not the defense, you know, not, not the goaltending, but Austin Matthews, like, really? I, I just found it so hard pressed that they were going to come to the conclusion that they would be better without Austin Matthews moving forward. I just didn't see any world where he wasn't going to re-sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know there maybe would have been some interest for him hitting the open market, um, obviously being from Glendale, I believe, or Scottsdale. I think he's from Glendale, but either way has some Arizona ties, not that that organization. They do have a really good prospect pool, but still in a little bit of a lull. Um, yeah, I, I just absolutely figured that Austin Matthews was going to re-sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, it just wasn't going to happen in my mind. And while you could make an argument, you know, that, um, the Leafs could get, I mean, obviously quite a haul for Austin Matthews, especially in comparison to uh, anyone on their team. Yeah, I'm sure William Nylander, Mitch Marner, John Tavares would get pretty good returns, but nothing quite like Austin Matthews could get at his age, what he's already proven. I mean, a top three player in this league, the best goal scorer in this league probably. And, you know, you could make a debate over Alex Ovechkin. But moving forward, this is going to be Austin Matthews' league in terms of a goal scorer until maybe our board Connor Bedard has something to say about that. Um, but, yeah, I just I think the Leafs were going to do everything in their power to make sure that Austin Matthews was going to come back for another handful of years. But I did find it very interesting to hear that um, the Leafs were actually pushing for this to be a little bit longer term of a deal. They were the ones wanting this to maybe be a six, seven, or eight-year contract, but Austin Matthews said he only wanted it to go for four. So kind of interesting to hear that. Obviously, the Leafs wanted to get something done a little bit longer, but Matthews might just be in that mindset where, hey, you know, let's see how these next four years go. Hopefully, we win one, but if we don't, uh, I'm still going to have the opportunity down the road to go and take my talents elsewhere. So keep your head on a swivel, Blackhawks fans, for uh, the summer of 2028 when Austin Matthews is projected to become a free agent for the first time in his career. We obviously know now that's not hoping uh, happening next summer, but maybe that is when we see Matthews make Chicago his new home. But with Austin Matthews signing this four-year extension, it is going to make for a very curious next 12 months or so for the Toronto Maple Leafs because of course William Nylander is also projected to become an unrestricted free agent uh, on July 1st next summer and there's been a lot of debate about whether or not he's going to re-sign with Toronto like we just saw Austin Matthews do obviously there's some um, multiple things that kind of go into an extension recent reports do suggest and William Nylander has come out and said that he hopes to get a long-term deal done as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but it is going to be a major issue for them to try and fit his contract in for the 2024-2025 campaign because taking a look at their cap friendly, obviously 2024-25 is when Austin Matthews' new deal kicks in at $13.25 million, 
Mitch Marner is going to be on the final year of his contract at $10.9 million. Same with John Tavares. He's going to be in the final year of his deal at $11 million flat. And then you also still have Morgan Riley making $7.5 million on the back end as well. Um, now, I will say that uh, they do have a lot of short-term deals coming off the books this next summer. They obviously kind of went that route this offseason. We saw them ink Tyler Bertuzzi to a one-year deal. Uh, former Blackhawk Max Domi is on a one-year contract with them as well. Sam Lafferty is projected to be coming off the books. And same with uh, TJ Brody and John Klingberg. Both of them are taking up a pretty pretty good chunk of their cap right now as well. So um, that might give the Leafs the flexibility that they need to bring back William Nylander. But if they do, that's obviously going to hinder the rest of their roster if he's given uh, a long-term AA or a long-term deal with a high-end AAV. It's going to be very tough to fit it in for that season alone. Now, with the salary cap projected to go up, and there is a chance one of John Tavares or, or Mitch Marner leaves, I'm going to lean towards John Tavares. Uh, if he and his 11 million come off the books, yeah, that is obviously going to make it a little bit easier for William Nylander to kind of fit in long term. But I just really have concerns about that 2024 2025 season. And it feels like, you know, William Nylander might have to take a, a little bit of a bridge deal in order or take a hometown discount for one season in order for the Leafs to put together a, a solid enough team to compete and to have all of those big guns, all of that core back under the same roster. And after hitting 40 goals, having a pretty good ascension these last couple of seasons, you know, is William Nylander going to want to take a discount? Is he going to want to sign a bridge deal? Or is he going to want to absolutely capitalize on this opportunity and cash in on the open market? It's going to make for a very interesting dynamic for the Toronto Maple Leafs over the next 12 months now that Austin Matthews is the highest paid player in the NHL. All right, there are some quick thoughts on the Austin Matthews extension coming up in just a moment, Blackhawks fans. Don't go anywhere because I will talk about whether or not the Blackhawks should make a push for William Nylander next summer should he hit the open market. But first, I need to talk to you all about bird dogs. And if you're looking for fit, comfort, and versatility, then seriously look no further than bird dogs. I love their stretchy fabric that makes me extra comfortable in both their shorts and pants. And they really do give me the freedom that I need to wear them anywhere I want, whether I'm going for a run, whether I'm going to hang out with some of my buddies. I feel like I can even wear them out on a public golf course. I'm someone who doesn't really enjoy dressing up or dressing nicer and bird dogs makes it so easy. I look fashionable. I look presentable and I'm also super comfortable at the same time. It's seriously the best of both worlds. It's my favorite clothing product I've ever had. And I really, really think you all should go and check them out right now. And to make it easy, go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL. And when you enter the promo code lockdown NHL, they'll also throw in a free custom bird dogs, white tech hat with every single order. Again, you just got to use the promo code lockdown NHL to get a free bird dogs, white hat with every single order bird dogs, the comfiest shorts and pants in the game. Go and check them out right now. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment two, kind of picking up where I left off here a little bit. I do want to get into the top free agent options for the Chicago Blackhawks in the summer of 2024. We now know that Austin Matthews won't be there. 
But there is a chance that William Nylander could be hitting the open market. And quite honestly, if that does wind up being the case, if he goes on to have another productive productive season like we've seen these last two years, I think he's going to be the most sought-after free agent in this class if it does wind up getting to that point. But just for the sake of a conversation, I do want to go through some of the other big name forwards that could be available for the Blackhawks next summer, kind of what they've done the last couple of years and how all of them could potentially fit in with this organization moving forward. But going through some of the the bigger names in the class of 2024 uh, at the forward position, at least Steven Stamkos is the one who kind of headlines it being a multi uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion, a former 60 goal scorer. Obviously he's getting a little bit older and there are some health concerns, but when he's out there on the ice and healthy, there's no denying the skill set is still there. One of the best one-timers in the NHL, but he is going to be 34 years old when he hits the open market on July 1st next summer. William Nylander, I just mentioned, if he has another really steady season, I do think he's going to be the most sought-after free agent in this class. He'll only be 28 years old once he hits the open market right there in the middle of his prime. Hit 40 goals last year. Uh, the, the goal scoring ability has gone up. The playmaking has gone up. He's had some really solid post seasons the last couple of years as well. There's going to be a lot of suitors on the open market. If uh, a lot of suitors for William Nylander, if he does hit the open market, Jake Gensel, I think is another very interesting one, a guy who's had a heck of a run with the Pittsburgh Penguins, a two-time Stanley Cup champion himself as well at the age of 28. He'll be 29 when he hits the open market la- uh, next summer if that does wind up being the case, if the Penguins wind up not getting a deal done with him. And he's been quite productive with Sidney Crosby up on the top line for the Penguins these last handful of years. Sam Reinhart has really found his footing with the Florida Panthers these last couple of seasons. He'll also only be 28 years old if he does hit the open market next summer. Former number two overall pick. It's been really nice to kind of see him have this resurgence and kind of round into the player that everyone thought he was going to be when uh, he he was first drafted. Nice to see him become more of a prominent player in the NHL these last few years. Mark Shifley has been a staple of the Winnipeg Jets for quite a while, but does feel like, man, the Jets have just been in limbo for far too long. It does feel like the time is coming for this core to kind of uh, pass on the guard to a new era, and I would not be surprised. I expect Mark Shifley to hit the open market. Quite honestly, when I looked at his age, only 30, I thought Mark Shifley was a little bit older than that. It feels like he's been around for absolutely forever, but at 31 years old, not sure uh, if he's exactly the ideal fit for what the Blackhawks are doing, but still a guy who's very productive and uh, a very efficient passer and playmaker. Tavo Teravainen set to hit the open market next summer. Not sure if that's going to happen. Not sure if the Canes are going to let him walk, but he will be 29 years old. It's been a little bit of an interesting stint for him with the Hurricanes. There's no denying that he has been productive, but the postseason runs have not been very good for him in particular. And he's also had some trouble staying healthy in the last couple of years as well as a smaller forward. So kind of an interesting option there in Tevo Teravainen. Matt Zuccarello, a really productive player for quite a while now, but he will be 36 years old uh, when hitting the open market next summer from Minnesota. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, 
oddly didn't cash in on the opportunity to sign a, a multi-year deal this offseason. Uh, projected to be a free agent from the Toronto Maple Leafs, currently on a one-year contract. He'll be 29. We've seen Matt Duchesne bounce around through a handful of teams these last couple of years, but still a pretty productive player. He'll be 33 years old next summer. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, Stanley Cup champion and Conn Smythe trophy winner. Been one of my favorite players in the NHL. Really, ever since I saw him pot 30 goals with the Florida Panthers, I was like, my, oh, my, this kid has absolute game. And then to see Florida leave him available for the expansion draft, Vegas uh, easily swipes him up. And to see what he's become and what he means to that franchise has just been absolutely awesome. He's earned that every step of the way, wasn't given anything. Uh, Marcia, so I hope he'll be able to cash in next summer, even though he will be 33 years old. Victor Arvidsson, a very productive goal scorer, top six, middle six forward for the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, he'll be 31 years old next summer. Max Pacioretty is set to hit the open market as well, although there are always injury concerns when it comes to Max, and he'll also be 35 next summer. And then Joe Pavelski, if he still wishes to continue on with his playing days, he'll be 39 next summer if the Dallas Stars let him walk. So those are really all of the top forward options or the guys at this point in time kind of jump off the page as to the the um, the, the players that will probably have the most interest out there on the market. Obviously, things can change at any given point in time. But among that group, before I kind of get into William Nylander, there are three other names that really kind of stood out to me as potential fits for the Blackhawks. Jake Gensel is the first one because – He's just been a dynamite top six player for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he's still only 28 years old, going to be 29 next summer. And, you know, it all kind of depends on this season, but I don't think he's going to command as much as William Nylander will in terms of dollar amount. He's more of a goal scorer than a playmaker. People are going to make the argument that uh, his production has been driven by Crosby, but I'll tell you what, Jake Gensel is an all-around dynamic offensive player. In the last two years, in 154 games played, He's tallied 76 goals, 81 assists for 157 points, over a point per game the last two years, and he has 58 points and 58 career NHL postseason games as well. A proven postseason performer. I quite honestly think Jake Gensel is a really solid fit for the Blackhawks in their top six moving forward. I do think Sam Reinhardt could be an intriguing option as well. A guy who's really picked up his goal scoring and also has a little bit more size than any of these options, right? Being six foot two, most of these other guys are 5'10, 5'11. Um, I do think Sam Reinhardt has a little bit of a frame, kind of similar to Taylor Radish. Not comparing those two because Reinhardt is undoubtedly the better player, but I feel like they kind of kind of provide the same thing. And offensively, Reinhardt, I mentioned earlier, we've really seen an uptick there these last two years. 160 games played, 64 goals, 85 assists for 149 points, 17 points and 31 career postseason games. Kind of struggled in his first playoff stint with the Panthers, but was well more productive this past season to help them make the run all the way to the Stanley Cup. I do think Sam Reinhardt could be an intriguing option as well. Tavo Teravainen is a curious one too. Obviously a former first round pick of the Blackhawks. Last two years in 145 games played, not quite as much as neither Gensel nor Reinhardt. Uh, Tara Vinan's tallied 34 goals, not nearly quite the goal score that the other two are. He has racked up 68 assists, but only 102 points in 145 games played. And he also has just 44 points in 79 career postseason games. And he's never really been 
a standout performer for the Canes in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's not to say that he can't do it in the future. But to me, I just I just have some more concerns about Tavo Teravainen considering the durability, considering the lack of size. He's certainly smaller than any of these options and just really hasn't gotten it done aside from 2015 in the Stanley Cup final against the Leafs. Game one, game two, wouldn't have been able to do it without Tavo and Antoine Vermette. Um, but, uh, or games two and games three, I believe actually, pardon me. Um, but I just have more concerns about table than I do about these other options. So, uh, those are kind of the, the three outside of William Nylander that jump off the page to me, but there also is the possibility that the Blackhawks don't really dish out any of the money that they have in the summer of 2024, because they want to wait until 2025 with that absolutely loaded free agent class that's set to roll in that summer. Here's just some of the names. Now, obviously all of these guys aren't going to wind up becoming free agents, but here are just some of the forwards that are projected to hit the open market that summer. John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Miku Rantanen, Sidney Crosby, Leon Dreisaitl, Brock Besser, Brad Marchand, Nicholas Backstrom, Nikolai Ehlers, Ryan Johansson, Cam Atkinson, Andre Kuzmenko, Travis Konechny, it is absolutely loaded. And if the Blackhawks give out long-term high AAV to one of these guys in 2024, I know they have the most cap space in the entire NHL. They have no one locked up, but you still got to think about all the prospects that are going to be coming through these next few years. You're going to have to pay them eventually, especially if they become superstars. If Connor Bedard becomes a star, you're going to have to pay him pretty good money after his ELC. These are all things you have to consider. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Blackhawks do in the summer of 2024. There are some really intriguing options, and they certainly have the dollar amount to go and throw around. But it's going to be interesting to see just how cautious general manager Kyle Davidson winds up being, considering all those things he has to keep in mind down the road. All right, segment three, before I wrap things up here, getting into the William Nylander question. If he does wind up hitting the open market, should William Nylander be the top target for the Chicago Blackhawks? Let's go and take a look at what he's done these last couple of seasons. I just kind of referenced the two-year outline that I went through. In that same stretch, William Nylander has played in 163 games. He's only missed one regular season game in the last two years, and he has been pretty darn durable throughout his career. In 163 games the last two years, William Nylander has tallied 74 goals. Jake Gensel has two more, but still 74 goals coming off of 40 this past season, along with 83 assists for 167 points, more than any of the guys that I just mentioned. 167 points for Nylander these last two years. Also has 40 points in 50 career postseason games. I'm actually going to pull it up right now because I do know that um, his playoff production has gotten better these last two years. I didn't write it down off the top of my head, which I, or I didn't write it down at the time, and I don't know it off the top of my head. But this past postseason, William Nylander had 10, 10 points, four goals, and six assists in 11 games had seven points in seven postseason games the year before where the Leafs blew their three to one lead, had eight points in seven postseason games the year before that. Now, maybe not groundbreaking numbers, but a point per game in the playoffs is always what you want. I mean, 
Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, considered the best playoff producers in Blackhawks history. Obviously, they have a larger sample size, but they were point-per-game guys. And William Nylander has been a point-per-game guy in the postseason for the Maple Leafs each of the last two years. The first few seasons, uh, first few trips to the Stanley Cup playoffs were a little bit shaky for him, but it does seem like he and kind of the rest of the Toronto Maple Leafs big guns have kind of figured it out a little bit more. Um, And if, yeah, like I said, if William Nylander has another big season, he's coming off 40 goals and 47 assists in 82 games, 87 points, a great driver of production for the Maple Leafs. That's really one thing that has led to this ascension as he's become a a game-breaking type of playmaker. If he has another big season, he very well could go on to cash in on the open market. And I wouldn't blame him whatsoever. It's going to be a tough decision for him because it's either going to be, in my opinion, and this look, this could change based on the salary cap and moves that the Toronto Maple Leafs make. But at this point in time, it really feels like Nylander is going to have to take a discount on a short-term deal in order to get the money that he wants long-term. He's going to really have to choose sticking here in Toronto to try to get it done with this group or making more money elsewhere. And that's kind of the question that a lot of uh, NHL players come come to. And it's just going to be really interesting to see which way that he chooses based on the season that he has. But what's kind of curious about this whole thing involving the Chicago Blackhawks and whether or not they should make a push for him, whether or not he should be their top option, you do have to consider where the Blackhawks are at right now at this very point in time, looking for looking ahead towards this next season. At the very best, the Chicago Blackhawks are somehow in playoff contention by the end of the season. I don't think that's going to happen, but that feels like the absolute ceiling for this Blackhawks team this upcoming year. The floor for them feels like they could also be a bottom five team. Maybe they have some exciting pieces on offense, but undoubtedly the defense is going to have question marks, especially on the left side with all the youngsters coming in. Peter Morazic is going to be the number one. Arvid Soderbloom, still largely unproven, is going to be the backup. There is a case for the Blackhawks. There is a world where they're a bottom five team in the NHL because they can't do anything on defense and they give up far too many goals. And either way, either way the season goes, I do think 2024, 2025 is when the Blackhawks really start putting pieces together, but I do still think it's ultimately a year too early for that competitive window truly opening up for them to have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I just don't think they're going to have that opportunity in 2024, 2025. I think it's going to be be a year too early. And with that being the case, and also with the star-studded 2025 free agent class, You have to wonder if Kyle Davidson would be willing to give out top dollar on a long-term deal to sign William Nylander, because I just referenced there could be better options in 2025. That's the gamble that you kind of take. And also you got to consider the rest of the roster and and building that out. And look, William Nylander is absolutely worthy uh, of getting a good dollar amount on the open market, but is he a head honcho? Is he a number one guy on a, uh, Stanley Cup winning team? Probably not. And that's to be determined still at this point in time. It's hard to tell with the Toronto Maple Leafs because they have so much star power there. But it just feels like for the amount of money that William Nylander could generate, the Blackhawks are going to have really good options in 2025 as well. Now, I'm not saying 
don't go and give William Nylander good money. Don't for the. I'm not saying that the Blackhawks shouldn't go out and get William Nylander. I'd be absolutely happy to bring in a talent like that. I'm just trying to think like general manager Kyle Davidson would here. I'm trying to get into his mind a little bit and just think about the other options. I'm trying to think like Kyle Davidson would. And I think there are plenty of other intriguing forward options alone in this 2024 class that aren't going to cost as much as William Nylander will and can still be very effective pieces of this rebuild. I do think Jake Gensel is probably going to get good money if he hits the open market, but probably not as much as Nylander. I think Sam Reinhardt isn't the number one piece that you build around, but could be a very good veteran goal scorer to add alongside the youth that's going to come in these next few years. And he's not going to cost as much as William Nylander. And you just got to think about the future. Is there an opportunity for the Blackhawks to go and get a Miku Rantanen or a, a Leon Dreisaitl or, or one of those big name guys in the 2025 class? If the answer is yes, then you probably don't want to be giving out top dollar to William Nylander. And again, I'm not saying I don't want him here in Chicago. He's an unbelievable talent. I'd be super happy to have him. I think he'd be a good fit alongside the youth as well. But you just got to weigh your options here and think like a general manager would. The talent that William Nylander brings to the table is undeniable, but you got to think about the fit and everything that goes into it. So while I do think that William Nylander would and should be the top free agent option on the market if he has another really strong year this season, I don't think he's the perfect fit for the Chicago Blackhawks. And again, I want to reiterate this. I wouldn't be upset one bit if that's the direction the Blackhawks went, if they went out and got William Nylander. But I would be interested to see at what price. And I also do think Kyle Davidson might be willing to take his chances on one of these other options and give himself a a good situation to be in for the summer of 2025 as well. All right, folks. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and make sure to go and show some support right now real quick. Go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow Locked On Blackhawks on Instagram, and also follow Locked On Blackhawks wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Check me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until the next episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.